Greg, what a mission is actively helping Ukrainian refugees and those who have remained in country after the Russian invasion. What is Water Mission doing in that area? Well, Richard, um, at Water Mission, we're a Christian engineering nonprofit that's really focused on building safe water, sanitation, and hygiene solutions. Um, we work in developing countries around the world as well as respond to disasters. Um, as in all these instances, especially the situation in and around Ukraine, we're looking to tend to both the physical needs as well as the spiritual needs of those who are either fleeing the conflict or are what are called internally displaced people, people who uh, have been forced from their homes within Ukraine, but they're still in the country. So um, really our focus is on getting safe water flowing right now. And uh, we first started responding um, back in late February where we the conflict first started and there was an influx of refugees fleeing the country across the borders of neighboring countries um, where we immediately had uh, an assessment team that was out um, in and around uh, Poland, as well as uh, Moldova and Romania. And then several weeks into the conflict, as it extended, there was a more dire need um, to extend assistance within Ukraine. And that's really where our response started to shift several weeks ago and getting safe water flowing within Ukraine. So to date, um, there is more of a focus right now on, on um, getting safe water flowing in hospitals, but we have close to a dozen water treatment systems that are already installed in various configurations um, that can meet daily emergency water needs for thousands of people. We've also uh, taken a focus um, in getting safe water systems um, set up and established in hospitals. Uh, being able to provide clean, safe water um, for cooking, cleaning, as well as consumption. And uh, we have an additional uh, dozen-plus systems that are already en route um, that we're hoping to be able to place. And we have uh, teams of installers within the country, as well as uh, some teams that are working on doing um, assessments in various areas. Needless to say, it's a conflict, so the landscape um, does change day by day. In addition to getting water flowing, um, we also have distributed through various partners, many of which are church partners or um, other NGOs within Ukraine, um, just about three and a half million um, water purification packets uh, that have been distributed. And they look like a, a small little um, sugar packet, and it's something that can be added to um, a bucket or a large you know, um, container of water and it kills the invisible bacteria as well as um, removes the sediments they fall to the bottom to provide um, emergency safe water quickly. And we've also distributed um, more than 10,000 hygiene kits. Uh, these hygiene kits are, are, are essential, especially those with families. Uh, many women and children are those that are uh, unfortunately among the people who are displaced within Ukraine. So things like toothbrushes and toothpaste and other types of personal care items are in those. And uh, I know Josh can speak a little bit more about this as well, but we're also in the process of where we've um, secured and, and, and purchased uh, 7,000 Bibles um, that are in the, the native Ukrainian language. And we're in the process of distributing those um, through our network of partners as well. So again, we couldn't do any of this without the cooperation of our partners and supporters. Um, we're so thankful that they've continued to come alongside us as we have responded to this crisis, both in Ukraine as well as uh, around in the, the countries neighboring the border of Ukraine. 
All right, thank you. And, and you mentioned Josh. Uh, Josh is also on the line with us. Josh, you're on the WASH team. You're the leader for disaster response. And I understand that the term WASH is kind of a, a play on words. What, what does that stand for? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, WASH stands for Water, Sanitation, and Hygiene. And really, in any disaster, these are areas that are uh, of major concern. And safe water is the most necessary item for people in a time of emergency. Um, And so I help to coordinate efforts with local people and local government to learn where are the needs related to these areas, and then how may Water Mission be able to meet those needs and come alongside of people uh, following a disaster. So the current situation, uh, I mean, this is pretty geographically large. Uh, you are just back from spending a number of weeks in the uh, the border regions around Ukraine, Poland, Moldova, Romania, and I understand you went into Ukraine itself. Uh, first of all, before we get to what your mission was, how did you find the Ukrainian people to be, how are they, how are they holding up dealing with this? The Ukrainian people, I would say, are very, very resilient. Um, I was shocked by how many people who I met who were immediately, uh, they had left their homes and they were wanting to return right away because they they don't want to be away from their loved ones. Um, And despite facing, um, some of them have lost their homes. Some of them um, haven't talked to loved ones recently, but they're they're really, really resilient people and wanting to um, stay in their their home country. Um, And so I was really surprised by that. And um, yeah, just how, how resilient they are, I would say. Were you in a position to be able to share your faith or even pray with folks? Yeah, I had the opportunity to, to pray with several refugees um, early on in, in the conflict when people were coming across the border. And we were, Water Mission was partnering with local groups and churches. And so as refugees were coming into these places looking for shelter, I was able to, to pray with um, mothers who had just left their husbands. And, and really my prayer with them is, was just that, that they would feel that God is uh, near them and, and draws alongside them. Um, I got to pray with people who had just lost their homes um, and who, who are looking to start, to start a new life in a, in, in a new place. And so my prayer was very consistent, just that people would feel God's love and his presence near them in a time where they're strangers in a, in a foreign land, and, and that people would feel really cared for um, by uh, the strangers that they're meeting. Have you ever been in a situation involving war like this? No, I, I personally have not. And and I would also say Water Mission has been responding to disasters for over 20 years, but this is a response that is unlike many that we've done. We, we respond to hurricanes, earthquakes, tsunamis, um, but it's pretty rare to, to be involved in a, in a disaster response where it's in an uh, active uh, conflict zone. So this is quite unique, and, and every week the, the situation changes a little bit on what the needs are and, and where the, the most urgent need is for safe water and, um, yeah, just how things are constantly changing due to it being an active conflict. So what was your particular assignment for Water Mission when you headed over? I had two main assignments uh, because I went on two trips, and so my first assignment was to do assessments along the border of Romania and Moldova, and where we really just began gathering information on what are the needs of people as they're coming across the border from Ukraine into Romania and Moldova. 
And what we found was that there was many local groups and churches who were opening up their doors and taking their sanctuaries and turning them into places where people could stay the night or stay two or three nights while they, they figure out next steps. And so we began asking churches and, and local groups what their most urgent needs were as they took on hundreds of refugees every few days into, into their doors. And we found that the needs were really different depending on the group. Um, some, some churches needed hygiene products, some needed infant formula, some needed their utility bills paid for. And so during the first few weeks, Water Mission worked to provide grants uh, to some of these churches and groups that were acting as shelters for refugees. And that was my really my first ass assignment was to go and do these assessments and then come along these churches and partners and pro provide them grants from Water Mission. Um, and then my second trip to Poland was where we focused primarily on uh, developing logistics routes and um, sourcing water systems that we could send into Ukraine uh, after we have learned from local government where the, the most need is for safe water systems. And so then we began developing a supply chain of where we could source safe water systems. And as Greg mentioned, we could also send in hygiene products um, and water purification packets as well as Bibles. So the second trip into Poland, we focused primarily on those items. And um, that's what we're continuing to do now is uh, installing safe water systems in different areas, particularly in the city of Mykolaiv is where we're installing uh, systems in hospitals and, and we're gonna continue to install more safe water systems in the city um, as needs continue to arise. Where, where is Nikolai as far as uh, Ukraine? Is it, is it Western? Is it near Kiev or where? Uh, Nikolai would be in the southeastern part of Ukraine, and it's, it's very close actually to the, to the Black Sea. And so due to that, they have high salt content in their water, which makes their water difficult to treat. And that's why Water Mission always does safe water um, assessments where we, we – design our systems to make sure that they can treat the type of water contaminants that may be in the water, which could be chemicals, it could be biological, and it could also be things like salt. And so we make sure to design our systems to fit um, the, the item that we're trying to treat. Right. Now, of course, we, we've spoken of the term safe water, and I've thought back where is it cholera that is sometimes a, an outbreak as a result of contaminated water? Are there concerns about that? There's concerns of many different contaminations in the water. Uh, biological or disease are a concern that those could outbreak. But the biggest concern, at least in the Mykolaiv area right now, is that uh, there's chemical uh, so there's chemical in the water and there's also uh, salt in the water. And so those are the two most common contaminants that we're working to filter out. And um, they need a special type of filtration, which is called reverse osmosis. And those are the systems that we're bringing into that area. Um, other cities that are further north in Ukraine don't require uh, as extensive as filtration. But, yes, disease outbreaks are very common in a time of disaster, which is why it's always important to, to make sure that safe water is being produced and available for people to drink. Tell us about the, uh, the hospital projects that you've been on. Absolutely. So the hospital project that we've been working on has been to install safe water systems for the hospital's in the city of Mykolaiv, uh, because those are the areas that are most urgently requesting safe water. As we did our assessments, local government people um, and city officials 
we're all requesting the hospitals receive safe water systems first because they have the most people in them right now, especially due to being near the conflict zone. So, so far we've install, installed four systems uh, at four different hospitals. And these systems can produce about 10,000 liters of drinking water per day. And so far we've produced over 100,000 liters of water across four different hospitals. And while that might sound like a lot of water, um, there's over 500,000 people who used to live in the city of Mykolaiv, and they used to consume hundreds of millions of liters of water per day. And so we are doing our best to install as many systems as we can, but the need is, is very great uh, because the, the main water supply lines that come into the city of Mykolaiv were actually damaged due to, to shelling. And... I understand that uh, a lot of Ukrainians uh, understand English fairly well. Was, was language much of an issue for you? Sometimes language, the language barrier was an issue. Um, some Ukrainians do speak some English, and, and many do not. And so um, we, Water Mission has worked to also put Ukrainians on contract. So we have some, some local um, technicians who, who are trained in, in water quality assessments and water in water safe water system installations um, and that has helped us to overcome some of the challenges that are presented with the language barrier all right now coming back from a mission like this as as a christian what what is in your heart as you contemplate everything that's going on that's a great question um, i'd say my heart is really broken for for people on both sides of the war uh, russian and ukrainian and while I was in a church in Poland, uh, a person from Ukraine actually stood up and reminded everybody in the church to, to be praying for, for both people, um, Ukrainian and Russian, and, and that God wants everyone's heart. And, and I think that challenged me in the way that I've been thinking a little bit about this conflict. And, and it reminded me that, um, yeah, that God wants everybody's hearts and, and that we need to be loving to, to complete strangers. And, and that's really what's on my heart is to continue to pray for, for the people who have been impacted by this war on both sides. Um, and it's really challenged me to, to grow in my, my view of love and my view of God and how he is sovereign um, despite a tragedy like this. How do you feel working for a, a ministry and outreach that is actually getting something done, you know, showing people uh, God's love, giving them clean water, uh, you know, you're, you're a hero of sorts. I, I would say I feel really grateful to, to get to be a part of what God's doing. Um, and, um, yeah, that I'm really grateful to be a part of it. And also that um, we're, we're all part of the body. And so while I'm getting to do something that's very close to the conflict, um, anyone who's uh, listening or who's been supporting us back home is also um, equally supporting and, and doing God's work. Um, whether we need support financially and we also need support in prayer and in spirit. And so anyone who's even praying for us, I would also encourage them that they're doing just as much as I am. Um, and I would also say that there's so many churches that we've been connected with in um, Romania and Moldova and Poland who have also really stepped up and, and loved on um, complete strangers. I, I was really amazed by this story. Uh, one of the partners that we've uh, provided a grant for their church, has taken in hundreds of refugees. And um, one of the volunteers told me a story about uh, how they were really trying to care for a refugee woman who had just arrived and provide her with shelter and food and, and plan her next steps. And, and the woman 
began to open up and just said that no one has ever shown her as much love as, as she received. And she said that you, you are treating me um, with more love than I've ever received. And I'm a complete stranger to you. Um, and because of that, I want your God to be my God. And that night she gave her life to Christ. And, and so I, it's really just impactful to, to think about how all people from the church, you know, all around the world have come together. And that's what really makes the body. That's what makes the church is, you know, we're all different parts. And, and so it's been encouraging for me to also get to see how um, the, the local church has stood up to, to care for complete strangers and to love on them. All right. Well said, Josh. I, I appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Uh, if we can go back to Greg here for a second, if someone would like to know more about what Water Mission does or come alongside to help, what's the best way to go about that? Well, the, really the best way to learn more about us is just to go right to our website, which is watermission.org. Um, also, we're uh, part of uh, Charity Navigator, and we're very pleased that we've been recognized by them for 15 consecutive years with a four-star rating. Um, this is a distinction that's only shared by roughly 1% of the charities rated by the organization. So there's a lot of great information, not only about Water Mission on their site, but also other organizations that are responding to this disaster as well as other disasters um, that unfortunately happen around the world from time to time. All right. Greg and Josh, we sure appreciate your speaking with us. Thank you, Thank Richard. You very much.